You're listening to InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy, a podcast on how to be more efficient and effective in, in everyday, everyday life. Welcome to InfoQuench, everybody. This is episode six. Yes, episode six, where we are going to talk about tidying up books. Tidying up books. It wasn't my favorite part, but before we get into it, though, I just want to thank everyone for listening to our uh, uh, podcast. We've we were blown away by the, uh, I don't know, like the the love you guys have been giving us. I mean, almost 100 people listen to it. Uh, we're very close, 96 or something like that. People listen to it. 97, as yeah. Of, as of within a this, week. Within yeah. a week. That's awesome. Within the, within a week, so. And we really just started doing it to have fun. You know, we just enjoy doing the podcast and, and doing something creative together. But the fact that people are actually listening, hey, it's a bonus. Hey, it's a total bonus. And it's so, it's so fun actually doing this with you, Amy. And I mean, the fact that other people are enjoying it as well as much as we are. It's fantastic. Yeah, so thanks everybody for listening and thanks for the, those who, uh, I know we got a lot of direct uh, messages sent to us and emails and people just letting us know that they appreciate the, the podcast and the tips. So yeah. thanks for the positive feedback. So we'll be selling uh, t-shirts soon for like uh, $60. So if you're interested, in, I'm just joking. We're not we're not going to do the merch. Not yet anyway. <laughs> and they will be 60 bucks because we're going to we're going to make money. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're just going to fleece everyone. Yeah, we're going to fleece everyone. We're going to okay. tell you how to get rid of your clothes and then replace them with our expensive t-shirts. We're already off topic. We haven't even, did you even get to the topic? Yeah, we did. Okay. Books, books. Right, so we're talking books. about Marie Kondo's Kamari method of tidying up and she does it by category. We covered clothing. Second category is books. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm telling you, I know I just said this earlier and I probably said it in a previous podcast, but uh, that was my least favorite portion actually that was probably why I didn't want to do it in the first place I didn't I knew that my books would be on the chopping block like everything is so I was I wasn't too happy about it but but I'm happy that I didn't miss any of the books I got rid of well you know I love books too I'm not all about getting rid of things there's no I I know I love books too I love the smell of old books I like how they look on the shelf it was a it's a hard process I think for a lot of people so we're going to go through it step by step Mm -hmm. and uh like the clothing you. Excuse me. I'm just opening my beer. Continue. Like the clothing. Like the clothing. <laughs> a Sapporo break. <laughs> it's a Sapporo break. Like the clothing, the books have to be put in one spot. Again, it's to get a good clear picture of the amount you have. So you grab all the books in your house and you put them in one place. And if they're on a shelf, you've got to take them off the shelf. If they're already stacked on the floor, you should move them and restack them. You got to get them down there. You got to get them. You got to see them all. I know it's a lot of work. Books are heavy. I know we went through it. I'll post a picture. You'll see our stacks of books. It is unbelievable. Unbelievable. When you see them in one spot, it really is. And I mean, obviously some people have more books than others, but. And we're probably middle of the road in terms of what we had to deal with, but we, there was still a lot to go through. And if you've watched some of the Tidying Up episodes on Netflix, you'll see that Marie Kondo will tell people to tap the books to wake them up. See, this is a this is an aspect of her, you know, uh, I don't know, the way she does things that I, I just don't understand. I don't understand this whole tap the, what, what, what why? Well, it's supposed to release their energy to wake them up. If they've been dormant sitting on a shelf, she feels that they'll speak to you more readily and let you know whether or not they spark joy if you tap them and wake them up. Okay, all right, I get it. I guess it's like a magical kind of thing. <laughs> I, I do, I get it. Like, because I, I, I do believe that inanimate objects have, like, you know, energy. Do you really? Sure, why not? 
You, don't you have certain things that uh, you feel has energy in them? That, well, I don't know if it's a battery that's been charged, I suppose. Oh, that that's a good joke. That That's a really good one. <laughs> oh, you got me good there. <laughs> no, but don't you have like a... Uh, a, a book or a letter or something know. that somebody has written you or maybe any of the gifts I, I, I I've given you. That, there's things that have good vibe, good energy that come off them, but I don't know. If, okay, I don't so, know about the whole tapping the books. Oh, whether it works oh or not. I thought you you were agreeing with that. I, I, okay, so we're both on well, the same page. We she, hate to tap. She talks about. Yeah, I think we're both on the same. You page, don't need right? to tap that. But I agree with. Mo- <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to tap that. You don't <laughs> tap that book. Tap it. You just need to tap it. Actually, that's another story for a different podcast when we were in London. <laughs> yes. We're trying to get through. Well, yeah. might as well tell it now. Well, there you go. Yeah, you can't be one of those inside joke, not elaborate. Okay, all right. So I'm not gonna. I'm going to tell you really quickly. We're in London, and it was my first time using the tube pass. Is that yeah. what it was called? Yeah, the, the tube underground, pass? the subway, and yeah. basically the subway in London. And mine somehow was faulty, or at least I thought it was, and uh, I was, you know. I was, I was trying to like, I, think it's the oyster I was card maybe? sliding it across rather than, and, and this, this uh, Brit was uh, behind me and he's like, you just need to tap it. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I tapped it and it didn't work. And he grabbed it and then he tapped it and it worked. And I was like, oh man, do I, I ever look like a Taurus? But he was saying it in a really, he was, he was trying to be helpful. I know. But he, but was, he saying, was in a hurry. He sounded incredibly aggressive. Oh, he did. He's, tap it. Yeah. Anyway. I can't do, I can't do accents. Anyways. <laughs> That was pretty good, actually. Uh, we'll have to do a whole episode on you doing a- accents, though. That's pretty good. Can, yeah, let's forth. just quickly do an Australian one. Good day. Th- throw it on. Throw another sh- <laughs> sh- shrimp on the Barbie. What about what about good day, mate? Good, good day, mate. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Oh, God. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, we all have our strong points. Yes, we do. Okay, so that was tip number I'm not one. Not afraid to, you know. Put myself out there. No, I know. Oh, to prove how poorly I can. Can we do a video of you shaking your head in the one well, of those? Yeah. Okay. Oh, we Fuglies? actually we actually have one. Yeah, we. I'm sure we do. Yeah. So back to the books. The tapping. I don't know if I 100% agree with, but the idea of moving everything to one place, taking it off the shelves, really getting it stacked on the floor, so you have to deal with it. It's easy to point it on, point to it on the shelf, and just say keep it. The same yeah. way it is to point to something that's hanging up in your closet and say it's easy to keep, but. Uh, Take it down, put it in one spot, and then you need to pick up each one of your books, and we all know what happens next. Is does it spark joy? Is that what you does it spark joy? Yes, you know what? That's that's. Does a... it give you a thrill of pleasure when mm. you touch it? Okay. Again, those are those are Marie Kondo's words from her book. Now she talks about the fact that you shouldn't start reading the book. You shouldn't be tempted to open the pages and start reading a few lines because then you're getting into the question of whether you need the book right she wants you to concentrate on how the book makes you feel does it give you joy sitting on your shelf because if you start reading it with the exception of a few reference books you may go back to time to time it really isn't going to be a good qualifier as to whether or not you should keep the book yes that's interesting because i wonder if a book you haven't read can even possibly spark joy i'm sure you you might have a book that you've never read but you know, it's pretty much a stranger in the collection. You don't know what's in the pages. You don't know the story. I mean, you might have a book that you've somewhat, like if you had uh, Fahrenheit 451 or whatever, you kind of know what's going to happen, but you haven't read it. Is it still going to spark joy? I don't know. Well, I mean, that's a really good point because she talks about the fact that the hardest books to get rid of are the books that are maybe partially read 
mm. or not read at all. Yeah. And I think that comes from guilt. We don't want to get rid of, we feel like if we get rid of a book that we haven't finished, that we failed or started, somehow. Or started. Or haven't even started. Right, we, yeah. That we failed somehow, that that was a mistaken purchase. But just having that book there yeah. on our shelf, every time we look at it, it, gives us a small sense of guilt. Right. You're right, actually. Yeah, I can see that. Or, or like a, a very big sense of procrastination. So her thoughts are, if you don't read a book shortly after you purchase it, chances are you're not going to read it. And uh, if you partially read it, maybe the only purpose for that book was to let you know that either it wasn't a book you needed at all or it was a book that you only needed to partially read. We shouldn't feel compelled to have to read every page of every book. Myself, I like to have a queue of books that I haven't read that I'm eventually going get, to get to. Well, and yes. it doesn't matter when it is to me. We are a book hoarder. It could be... 15 years from now. I know. I will eventually get to that book. Yes. Yeah. You're a book and a record hoarder. No, I'm not. Hoarder is a, is a very strong term. I am not a hoarder. You've seen book hoarders. It's not me. Well, you do like to buy a lot of books and you don't read them. I do read them, though. That's for another conversation. What's the next one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice, uh, nice move. So if you have too many books, Marie actually suggests going through them in categories. So she puts categories, uh, sorry, four categories to books. Mm -hmm. So books can either be general. So these are the types of books that you're just reading for pleasure. Right. Practical. So these are reference books. So they may be books that you have that are, I don't know, a dictionary. I don't know if anyone keeps a dictionary anymore unless you're playing a game of Scrabble and you need to have one on hand, but most people are just Googling that stuff. You kept some textbooks for quite a while. I don't know if you still have them, but... No, I think I got rid of them during the, yeah. during, the, the last purge. during the big cleanse. Okay. <laughs> big Kamari cleanse. Uh, cookbooks might mm -hmm. be one. Again, a lot of us look recipes up online nowadays, but there are some reference books you might want to keep on hand. So, yeah, second category is practical, which includes reference books. Third is visual. So these are books that might be collections of photographs, the type of things that you might call like a coffee table book yeah. that you just enjoy flipping through. Or magazines, so, right? No, no, that's actually oh. the fourth category. Oh, jumping ahead. Look so, at there, me. so there's the four categories. Again, there's general, which is what you just read for pleasure, practical, which are your reference type books, visual, which are like collections of photographs, and then magazines. So a lot of people keep magazines for a really long time, too. I, I like keep to keep certain magazines. I do. The, I'm, yeah, my I'm art magazines. If it's made of paper, you like to keep it. What's that? If, if it's made of paper, you like to keep it. Okay. All right. So this hard time is never going to end about books, is it? <laughs> Is this what's happening right here? <laughs> well, you know what, though? Your magazines could probably jump over to the category of visual a bit because your magazines do have a lot of... Right. That's why I keep them. That's why I keep them. I like, I like looking at the pictures over and over and over. Okay. Okay. What's the next one? So I'm talking about these categories because that may be an easier way for you to put your books into these categories and then go through them that way and also once you've gone through and sort of discarded what doesn't spark you joy and you're getting ready to put them back on your shelf that would probably be a good way to organize them is into those four categories right so Marie Kondo actually only keeps her collection she aims for about 30 books hmm. in total 30 books again good for she, her she feels that uh and I'm going to use some of her words here a, a book is really, it's just printed paper that's bound and it's there to convey you information. And once you've read the book, it's served its purpose, it's conveyed the information to you. And even if you don't remember every detail, the experience of reading that book remains and the book has served its purpose. Mm -hmm. So again, I don't know how many of us are running to the bookshelf to check something, to reference it. Uh, you know, the Dewey Decimal System is long gone. Right. So there's a lot of other things that can be referenced though. 
referenced, referenced, referenced. <laughs> it's a Sapporo beer. It's a strange word, isn't it? It is indeed. So keeping 30 books, or, I mean, that that isn't a significant amount of books. <coughs> Excuse me. And I, it's one of the areas that we went through three years ago through the KonMari process, and we really cut down on our books, but it they definitely have creeped up and grown again. We need to revisit it. Sure, let's do it. Here's looking at you, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> You've got a fair amount of this books, This is really too. my way of doing an intervention with Jeff on, on the different areas of the KonMari method that we need to revisit. <laughs> you know, you, the thing is, is that you don't really need to convince me. You don't need to, like, you know, get me in the corner and, like, you know, threaten me to do it. I, I'm ready. Uh, let's do it. All right. <laughs> right. Well, another reason people keep books <clears throat> is that they think that they'll reread them. So if you have a favorite book, you have this feeling that you'll reread it, but think to yourself any books you've actually reread. And yeah, if you reread a book, definitely keep it because that book gives you joy. And, over and over. Right. So you'll probably go back to it again. But for the vast majority of us, there's so much great literature coming out constantly. Oh, there's no so question. much out there to devour that why keep rereading the same material over or just hold on to books that take up space in our house because we think we may reread them later on. Yes. And then, you know, they end up, if, if you finish a book and you want to get rid of it, then it ends up at a used bookstore or the library where it's reused and its, its purpose is, you know, recycled. And, uh, you know, and one of the best, uh, well, the best uh, used bookstore here in St. John is Scheherazade Books. So go check them out. Yeah, it's a great bookstore. And sure. music. So when you are getting rid of your books, obviously we're not going to Fahrenheit 451 them and just... Oh, that, that reference comes back. There you go. There just you go. slight of match. And no, you can't, you can't do that. Yeah, no, you that's need, horrendous. Yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of great places that you can take them. So libraries, there are even some libraries that you can get, I've been told, uh, tax receipts for those types of donations. Really? Long-term care facilities. There's a lot of places that are, would welcome your books and, you know, pass along the joy to somebody else so that they can make Prisons. use of it. Prisons might be one. Yeah. That's right, because in Shawshank Redemption, there's that guy going around with the cart full of books. Yeah. That could be, you could yeah. be your books on that cart. Yeah. So uh, you may also want to sell them. I think when you're going through the whole KonMari process, there's a, temp, a temptation to want to sell things. I think if there are things that are particularly of high value, if you're getting rid of furniture and that sort of thing, it's worth the effort to go through selling. Other things, sometimes it's not worth the effort when you think about your amount no. of time that's done. And if you've gone through the whole Kijiji thing, it's just painful. Especially sell. Like I see people on Kijiji all the time selling books for $1. Like who's gonna go That's to not your even home? Worth saying hello to somebody to for. buy a book for one dollar. <laughs> thing to say, like, but it's not. No, I know it's not even worth they would the gas. Spend that in gas just yeah, to get I know there. it's ridiculous. Anyway, and just the whole coordination of it. Anyways, it's so why not give the book to somebody who's going to enjoy it? Enjoy it. it. Yeah, I've done that many times, taking a book that I love and giving it to somebody else to read. So when you've it's gone nice. through it, really, you know, think about what gives you joy to have on your shelves. One of the things that we consider now that we probably didn't consider in the past is that we have our son and there may be some books that we want to hold on to because we think that they might be books that he would enjoy. So yeah. we kind of look at it through that lens where we may not have in the past. Um, so books can be difficult. It is going through each one. Oh, here's a, here's a tip. Make sure you open up that book and flip through the pages just to make sure you didn't shove a $50 bill in there. Oh, somewhere. yeah, 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 you're right. Or other stuff, like really, well, you're, you're you name no, it. You're notorious for having your books full of 
notes yeah, and pictures. Yeah. Like Jeff's books, when we, I, we went through them, we'd open them up and so you like, they're like your storage areas. Yeah. No, it's true. It's uh, there's there's at least something in every book because it's part of my life as I'm reading it. So things get stuck in there, drawings, whatever. Yeah. So make sure you flip through your books. If there's uh, things written in them, you may want to scribble those out. I don't know. Maybe you want to leave them for the next person. It's funny uh, because there's a lot of people who you know disagree with Marie Kondo's idea when it comes to books. They want to keep all their books, and uh, there's there's a funny little there's a funny quote from somebody on social media that I came across that I just want to say I want to read it I can't believe Marie Kondo said to destroy all books and then broke into people's houses individually and made them eat all their books and then when they tried to protest she said don't talk with your mouth full of books book mouth and all the cool kids (laughs) laughed at them (laughs) I love that that is not what Marie Kondo is trying to do. <laughs> this poor woman. All she's trying to do is get us to clean our houses up, and there are memes galore. Go out and Google Marie Kondo tidying up, yeah. and the stuff that pops up, it's hilarious. <laughs> like there, People are just going to town with it, but you know. Book mouth, I love it. So be it. I'm sure her millions of dollars that she's making off book sales and her Netflix deal will uh, help ease the pain. Oh yeah, she's she's rolling in it. You know it. Yeah, you can change, t- that's why she's lives. so giddy on the show on Netflix. She's like, just like just you know beaming. That's what her smile's all about. Yeah, it sparks joy. She's always trying to spark joy in every moment of her life. She takes it to another level. This Marie Kondo thing. She's like in her own meta world. Anyway, go ahead. What's the next one? <laughs> <laughs> What's the next one? <laughs> Let's keep it going. Well, actually, that that's sort of it for books. So just to recap. As with clothes, bring them all, put them all in one place, set them on the floor. Don't set them on a table. You might break your table if you're like us and you have that many books. Then yeah. pick up each one and just make sure see it how it joy. Yeah, see it. Make sure make sure it sparks joy. Make sure there's nothing hidden within the pages. And then immediately have your pile ready, your box where you're going to donate it. So you can just put it into a donation box, not second guess yourself. Yeah. And move that box out to your trunk. Don't drive around in you know with that in your trunk for three months. Um, I've done that. <laughs> yeah, that could happen. I've we, done that with, like, yeah. with recycling. We often will have donation bags sitting in our trunk for yeah. quite some time. But uh, donate them to some place you know, where someone else is going to get some joy. And then reorganize what you decided to keep. And you know, there's that way everything on your bookshelf is stuff that gives you joy. And remember that when you're bringing new th- items into your home, as with clothing, think about the space it takes up. I tend to buy a lot of ebooks now. They're really easy to find. You know, they yeah. can grab them. I can pick them up off any device. I can go back and reference them easily. You can make notes on them. There's yeah, a lot of benefits to ebooks. I know there's a, a, a I nice... I tried. I can't do it. I like to have a book in my hand. Yeah, well, that's why we balance each other yep. out. You can have yep. your... Yep. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so, that's a scoop on books. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, We'll be talking about, uh, on our next episode... Completely different, switching gears. We're going to talk about all-inclusive resorts. Yes. We had a little bit of experience at uh, all-inclusive resorts, and uh, we've got some stories we're going to share. stories and lots of tips. And not that just, you know, there's a lot of usual tips that you get out there. You can Google all-inclusive tips, but we're going to talk about maybe some ones you hadn't thought of, things that work for us, so hopefully you'll find some helpful. And it's, you know what, it's been a miserable winter here in Atlanta, Canada. Lots of ice and snow. A lot of people are escaping down south, so hopefully you can find some use in the tips we'll give. 
Definitely. And uh, thank you so much for listening, everybody. And we'll see you next uh, podcast. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. And be sure to visit us at InfoQuench.com to subscribe and find out about future episodes. You can also check out InfoQuench on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Till next time, friends. friends.